I believe that the Lord really gave me a word for you guys. And when I say that, I literally mean a word, like one word. And, and you go, well, you know, that's not very encouraging, just a word? Yep. But that's all right. It'll take me about an hour to get it out, so just relax. Um, and so the word that's, that just really just kept rolling around in my heart for you guys is this one word, continue, continue, continue. And so I want to look at some scriptures with you and kind of look at what, is, what does that mean from the word, and then what does that look like in our lives? And, um, and then I want to look at a couple Bible examples that are both super encouraging and maybe a little bit sobering too. All right? Everybody good? Now look, we're in the Northwest. You guys can't be tired because I know you've had like crazy amounts of coffee. So don't even, okay? Just don't even. And if you get tired, I'm totally okay. If you want to stand up, walk around the back, slap somebody, whatever, you just do what you got to do. All right. So um, I'm, in case you're waiting for me to get kind of revved up or something, I'm already revving. All right, this is, this is me. I'm more of a teacher. So in case you're wondering, I'm not T.D. Jakes. I love T.D. Jakes, but that's not me. All right, so T.D. is going to do his thing. I'm going to do my thing. And actually, I'm doing my thing. This is it right now. Don't, don't miss it, okay? So praise the Lord. You know, it's kind of like... First time I drove a, what was it? Maybe it was a Prius. You know, so you start it, and nothing happens, right? Just a light comes on. I was like, I, I'm sorry, dude. I think I broke your car. He goes, no. He goes, just, you know, kind of step on the gas. I said, you can't step on the gas. It's, it's nothing happened. It's not on. He goes, just trust me, it's on. I was like, no, it's not. You know, and then you push the gas, and it starts to move. You're like, what is this? What kind of witchcraft is this? <laughs> and um, so, yeah, just so you know, I'm on. Okay? The car's revving right now. All right. Oh, well, I just say that because if, if you have a regular diet of like real preacher preachers that are spitting and shouting, you think I'm just talking. And, and, and listen, the Bible makes it very clear. Jesus was both teacher and preacher. All right? So... Praise the Lord. All right. Hope you like vanilla. All right. There is no fudge ripple on the menu. Hallelujah. So I will tell you this, though. I would highly encourage you to write some stuff down. All right? Because um, all of my points don't start with the same letter. I'm not sure I have any points. No, I got a lot of points. But anyway, uh, it just doesn't, it, I don't kind of wrap up my stuff like that. So it's okay that some people do. I just don't. Okay. First Timothy chapter four. Here we go. You guys ready? All right. Verse number 12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example. Now let's just back up. Who's he talking to? He's talking to Timothy and he's not just uh, Paul's son in the faith, which is true. And he's not just a third generation Christian, which was also true. But at this point, uh, Paul has put him as pastor of the church at Ephesus. Now we think, well, you know, that's nice. Okay, well, think about this. Paul, uh, Timothy is a young minister, and Ephesus is like the capital city of that whole province. So it would be like if you had a, uh, you're going to be pastor in a church, let's say in L.A. or New York 
or I mean like not, not even just a big city, but like where the other big cities go to, to get ideas and, and commerce and uh, uh, education and all of this kind of stuff. That's what Ephesus was. And this was not a little Bible study. History tells us that the church at Ephesus was somewhere between 25 to 50,000 people. And young Timothy is the pastor. Now, I don't know about you. You get handed the keys to the Maserati, and you're kind of like, and, and oh, by the way, you know, your, your spiritual father, Paul, is the one who birthed and planted and built this church. And now he goes, okay, I'm living here. Take good care of this. And you're going, ah, uh, ah, <laughs> uh, uh, how soon are you getting back? Um, you're not going to be gone really long, are you? Right? I mean, the responsibility of this would be massive, especially for a young pastor. So he says here, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers. I like this. He didn't say smart off. He said, great. If, if you've really got it, don't, don't tell them. Show them. Let's see it. Come on, you want to you be a leader? Then, then let me encourage you, be a leader, right? Serve somebody. I, I thought about this for, for the 21 days of fasting. Our church is doing the same thing in Colorado. And I thought, you know what? I, I know one thing I need to fast. I need to fast for, for 21 days of letting my wife do the dishes. Yeah, that's what I said too. I thought, ooh, that's not, that must be the devil. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. No, that's exactly right. I need, I need to fast 21 days of letting my wife do the laundry. See, that's, I, I figured I'd get a big amen like that. You guys are wild, man. This is awesome. <laughs> Praise God. What am I talking about? I'm talking about, I'm sorry, I'm talking about real Christianity. Real leadership. Being a real husband. Say, no, dude, you're the man. You got to be the man. Yeah, Jesus was the man, and he washed their feet. I'm going to keep going. I'm meddling. All right, back to... Back, let's, let's go back to Happyville. Everybody happy? Let's, let's get everybody happy again. Put more sugar in my latte. All right. But be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Just kind of snuck that one in on us, didn't he? In purity. Talking to a young leader. Praise the Lord. Till I, there, there's something to fast. 21 days. Or the rest of your life? Fast impurity. Praise the Lord. Uh, verse 13. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy through the laying on of hands of the elders. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Notice verse 16. Take heed to yourself. And to the doctrine or the teaching of the word, notice what he says here, continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those that hear you. Hallelujah. And I, I want to just, just minister some things to you today about continue. And really, you know, the, we don't really need to define it in the Greek language. I think we've got a pretty good idea of what the word continue means, right? Um, how many of you made, made some goals for the new year regarding like uh, maybe fitness, getting in shape, getting back in the gym, or, or maybe, hey, I, I'm kind of at this level, but I'd like to get up here. Anybody like that? You know, really what's interesting with, with a lot of those things is, 
it's not that hard to go to the gym and have a good workout. But what we, what we really need is like 200 of them, right? It, it's, it's not so much that it's hard to get in shape for two or three days. It, it's a little bit tougher when we say, okay, now let's, let's do it again. Let's do it next week. Good, good, yeah. All right, we, we ate really well for, for this meal. Now what? Do it again, right? And, and we keep doing it until it becomes a habit, right, till it becomes second nature. It's great to, to, you know, beginning of the year, I remember a couple times I'm like, man, glory to God, I'm just going to devour the word of God. You know, I'm just going to read so much of the Bible this year. And I mean, I've had times where, um, I remember one time when I was traveling and I had some longer layovers, I, I think I read like half of the New Testament one day. Um, and that's great. But the real key is, what did I read the next day? You know, if you go, man, I read 70 chapters that day. That's awesome. What did you read the next day? Or, or did you wait another 60 days to open the Bible again? You know, it's interesting. Listen, consistency will always outproduce intensity. In other words, uh, now, guys, I'll talk to you, but I, it's probably true for the ladies too. But guys, it's so typical. Go to the gym with a guy in January. This is happening all over the world right now. Guys are getting back in the gym. They're going, man, you know what? All right, all right. I'm serious this year, man. This, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And they load up that bench press bar, and they're thinking about the last time they were in the gym, seven, eight, teen years ago. And, um, and, but they're, they're not thinking about where they are now, the fact that they can probably do about four push-ups, right? They're thinking about the best they've ever been in the gym, and they're going to load up that bar, and then maybe just kind of take off about 10%. Well, I'll just start there, man. Uh, okay, Hercules, let's see how we do. So what are they going to do? Man, they have a great workout. Yeah, I see, man, I still got it. Then what happens? The next morning they wake up, they can't even wash their own hair. They can't blow their nose. They can't brush their teeth. Everything is just shredded across the top of their chest. Oh, oh, man. And so when do you think they're going to be in the gym again? About a month, maybe. Right? Yeah, it's time to squat. Yeah, go ahead. Rip it up, dude. Tear it up. And then we'll all just watch you fall down the stairs, right? But see, what would be better? Now listen, it's not as much fun to go into the gym and be realistic. To take all the weight off of the bar. Why? Because you hear some people snicker. And you go, well, let's see where we are. Let's just see how the bar feels. Just the bar. No weights, just the bar. Right? You get about 10 of those and you go, okay. Let's put on the fives. Fives, you hear some more snickering around the gym. You go, you know what? How about this? How about you work out your body? I'll figure out mine, okay? Mind your own business. But the thing is, is if we'll be consistent with it, consistency will always outproduce intensity. You with me? It's true with the things of God. It's true with education. It's true with uh, building solid relationships. It's true with with uh, promotions on your job. You know, I, I, I've worked with guys that, um, oh man, you know, big projects coming up and, and kind of all hands on deck and they're just killing it, man. Oh, they're doing so great. And, and of course, kind of a lot of the main people are watching and they're kind of, you know, they're really making sure that everybody's watching them. But then two weeks later, they're coming in 20 minutes late, dragging their feet around taking a 25-minute coffee break, and you're going, dude, where'd, 
Where did Mighty Mouse go from a couple weeks ago when you were just like doing everything, killing it all, had all your little spreadsheets, everybody's got a handout and everything? Okay, can we, even if you would dial that back a little bit, but you could bring the same kind of consistency day after day. Are you with me? Man, that would be much more productive for the company, for a church, for a family. Amen? Because here's what I, here's my hope, guys, is not just that a year from now, you're here, and when I say here, it may or may not be in this room. Some of you are students, you may be going other places, or career might move you around or whatever, but listen, what I would hope is that if that we would bump into each other 30 years from now, you know what? Here's, here's what I would want. Are you walking with Jesus? Yeah, man, I'm walking with Jesus. That's awesome. Are you, you got a position, a title? I don't care. I'm serious. I don't care. You know, our, you know how, 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 many, how many digits are you pulling down every year? Man? I don't care. Are you, walking, are you still walking with Jesus? So that's awesome. And we need, to, we need to really rethink kind of the how far out is your horizon? Can you see past the end of January? And listen, I, I, know, I know this isn't like, you know, the 65 and older group, okay? But you want to know something? Listen, there is, a, there is a mentality about your life now that you need to be thinking long-term about your walk with God. What is it going to look like? Listen to me. What is it going to look like when your grandkids sit on your knee and say, can you tell me about Jesus? Can you tell them about your daily walk with God at age 70? Or do you have to tell them, well, <laughs> you know, back in, oh, let's see, what was that, 2017? And the little six-year-old goes, you were alive in 2017? Oh, you're so old. And you don't have to talk about, you know, 50 years ago what your walk with God was like. You can tell them, well, I got up this morning. Come on. Got up this morning and told, told Google to make my latte. Right? And then a drone, you know, flew it into the bathroom while I was shaving. Thank you. I can't wait for that day. That's going to be awesome. Just have lattes flying around the house. and just, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Refill this one. Oh, that's going to be awesome. See, there's a really powerful life truth that we begin, and, I, and you say, well, I'm already, we're already past beginning. That's okay. We can begin this year. <laughs> begin with the end in mind. Here's a really interesting exercise, and, and, and this, is, this is not a morbid thing, but in your mind, sit in the back of your own funeral. Who's there? What are they saying? What would you want them to be saying? What would be a win? How would you define a win on that day? Oh, man, don't talk about death. Well, <laughs> um, <clears throat> study human mortality sometime. There's a 100% chance of rain in the forecast. Not, probably not today. All right, let's, we can all make it. Just keep on living for Jesus. But 
we're going we're gonna to get there. All right? And, and we don't live with a, uh, with a, it, it's, it's very, very difficult to create long-term success in your life with a short-term mentality. Are you with me? Now, I, oh, gosh, I, I apologize. I'm probably just killing you guys with this, and you're thinking, oh, my God, he's so much older than I thought. Um, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just, I just really just kind of want to share my heart with you tonight. Um, I, I really I don't think of myself as old at all. I'm, I'm 47, just turned 47. Um, I, I saw Star Wars, the first one, for real. I remember it very well. Cried like a baby when Obi-Wan died. Um, my big brother punched me because he was embarrassed that I was crying. Um, but it was sad, you know, I mean, I was six years old. It's pretty, it pretty heavy for a six-year-old. Um, it's like watching Jesus die. I was like, wow, no, no, no. And um, it was just heavier than when I went and saw Bambi, you know, but anyway. I didn't really care that Bambi's mom died. Oh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Bambi. Sorry. It's kind of opening scene. Let's look, let's look together over in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let's just read a bunch of scriptures together, okay? Uh, verse number 14. So this really is Timothy, I'm sorry, Paul, really at the end of his life, and here again, he's, he's writing to who he considers his son, my son Timothy. And, and he says this, uh, chapter 3 and verse 14 in 2 Timothy, he says, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Now, I can tell you one of the things that I'm concerned about, and it's not a new thing, um, but that, that often we get a, um, we get a mentality that, that, our, that our attention span is so short and that our focus gets so easily distracted over just something else that glitters, right? And um, it's interesting, if you look in Acts chapter 17... Um, it's in Paul's second missionary journey, so he's preaching from town to town, and he goes to this one city called Berea, and it says that after he get, ran out of Thessalonica, when he goes to Berea, the Bible says that the people there received him, they listened attentively, well, I threw in a syllable there, but can't figure out which one to cut out, um, but it says this, that when Paul was finished, it says that they took what he said and then they went back and searched the scriptures daily to see if the things spoken by Paul, if they were true. Okay? How many of you know that's an awesome testimony? Right? Not just that we sit in church and go, oh, amen, yeah, woo, oh yeah, glory. But then that's fine. But what happens when you go home? Do you sit down at the table, get your Bible out, and look those scriptures up for yourself? Oh, I can't tell you how much that'll help you say, I want to grow spiritually. Just do that. Just put that into practice. 
that you go back and look at the scriptures for yourself and ask God, God, what are you saying to me? I know what the preacher said, but God, what are you saying to me? Oh, I dare you to put that into practice, that that's just a, a regular way that you digest the messages that you hear. But it's interesting, the very next city that Paul goes to is the city of Athens. Now, Athens was a you know, was, was another major capital city. And of course, you had uh, an area there called Mars Hill. So that was where all the philosophers, all the great thinkers of the day, I mean, this is where Socrates trained Plato. And, uh, you know, I mean, this, this was a big deal, right? And it says that in, in Athens, that all the people would gather together to hear something new. They wanted to hear a new philosophy, a new doctrine, a new idea. And, and they were just so caught up in impressing each other with their knowledge. And I think it's such an interesting contrast. Uh, oh, and the other thing is they were also lost as a goose in the snow. Kind of just chasing their own tail as far as just their quest for knowledge. But, you know, it's, it's very much like what Paul said where he said, ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. More and more degrees, but not really growing, not really especially finding truth. But it's interesting to contrast the, the Berean church and the, and the crowd in Athens. One group was hungry for what is true. The other group was hungry for what is new. And I want to encourage you, especially kind of a long-term mentality for your life, be, be cautious about... When, especially in church or in your own Bible reading and study and, and your walk with God, be careful with this little thing called boredom. And you go, yeah, funny you should mention that, dude. You're the most boring preacher ever. Well, you'll be all right. If you need to, just get up, run around the room, entertain yourself. Um, <clears throat> but but I, to me, the, the Athenians were completely addicted to what is new, and they had no appetite at all for what is true. Are you with me? And then the Bereans were completely different. And, and, and here's the thing, you guys, is listen, when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to doctrine, what we just read there in, in 2 Timothy 3, he even tells him, listen, continue in these teachings from the Bible. And he said, now listen, these are the same ones that you heard from when you were a child. And he's going, really, you want me to read about Noah and the ark? I heard that when I was like six. And he's going, exactly. Go ahead and read it again. Amen. Why? It'll keep feeding your faith. You go, I've read it before. Well, listen, what are you going to do? Write a different Bible? Think about it this way. This is, because I think we've all, we've all run into this where we go, I'm going to read this again? Yes. And actually, that's the thought that we need to be alert to. Again? Yes. Continue. Water it. You've planted that seed, now water it. And then what? Water it some more. And then what? Set up a whole irrigation system. Are you with me? Why? Listen, that one seed can not only produce a tree, it could produce an orchard. That orchard could produce the whole state of Florida with oranges. Are you with me? Why? It just takes time. Amen? Let's look over in uh, Acts chapter 11. I don't know. If I knew how to tap dance, guys, I would just to kind of make this a little bit more. I just didn't have any frosting to put on the cake. Is that okay? Uh, just, 
just hang in there. I promise I'm not, I'm not going to be here next week, so it, it just come back, okay? <laughs> Pastor Slavic is awesome, and, and that, this is, and I know, I, I even know this, man. As a guest speaker, you don't prepare a message like this, right? Let me ask you this. How many of you like good food? We got some kind of, kind of some foodies, right? I, I mean, we all eat. Okay, we got that. But I mean, if you're going to eat, I'd prefer it to be good, right? Uh, you know, I don't know. When I was probably some of your ages, it, it was literally just a matter of I need something that is possible for human consumption to get on the inside of my stomach. I, did, I, did, I just didn't care. I mean, I would get a... I would get a brick of ramen noodles, not even cook them, just slather peanut butter on it and eat it. And you can do it. It is, it's a little rough on the roof of your mouth. Um, it is super cheap though, and it will keep you alive. Uh, but <clears throat> any rate, so over time, you know, when you have more than like 40 cents for a meal, um, you know, it is nice to eat stuff that's actually good. But let me ask you something. What if we had the mentality that I'm only, I only want to eat stuff that's brand new, that I've never had before? Now, that might be fun for a little while, okay? But let's follow this down the road a little bit. So all of a sudden, you've already had chicken and fish and beef and pork and beans and, you know, the vegetables that you're familiar with, fruit, you know, so my question is, what happens like around day 50? And you go, okay, well, no, I can't have that. I've already had that before. I've got to have something brand new. And then they start bringing, okay, it's new, but is it good for you? When, when we were missionaries in Thailand, you know, you walk past some places in the market and you're like, no, no, I don't eat grasshoppers. <laughs> and larvae, you know, these little roasted grubs. And, you know, I'm just like, Nah, I'm good. I'm okay. You know, I had chicken last week. I'll have it again. I'm good. You know, are you with me? So there's, there's, a, there's a side where you go, oh, it's new. It's new and it's shiny and oh boy. And, and listen, especially with doctrine where you go, oh, they're teaching on prayer again. Okay, praise God. Stir yourself up about it. Don't get bored with it. Don't go, I got to hear something new because after a while you're going to get through all the good stuff. And listen, there is other doctrine out there that's new, but it's not good doctrine. Are you with me? And man, Paul was crazy, diligent with these churches to encourage them. Listen, don't just eat everything that comes by spiritually. Don't just take in everything that you hear. Take it back to the word of God. Find out if it's true. And if it's not, then he says, shun it. Reject it. He's very strong about it. And man, you want to read some of his strongest things is, is when he's talking to like some of these false teachers that are coming in and corrupting and destroying some of these works that he had started. He was very super protective about it. Acts chapter 11, verse 23. See, God, I just, listen, I, I don't want to, I, I know we could come in, do the, the dog and pony and the dance deal, and we'd all have a good time. That's great tonight. But I, I want to see 20 years from now, we pass each other in the airport and you go, you're still walking with Jesus, aren't you? Yeah, that, that, 
That's the, you got that Bible on your who knows what, you know, I don't know. Who knows where it'll be? I don't know. You know, like touch your ear and a little page falls, you know. You know, I don't know. Minority report. There it is. That's even an old movie now, isn't it? Sheesh. All right. Acts chapter 11. And he says here uh, in verse number uh, 23. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. Everybody say continue. Now notice he didn't say continue in church. Now, obviously, I want you to be a part of a good local church for the rest of your life. All right? But listen, he, he says with purpose of heart, with, with all of your heart, not just, out of, not just out of, well, this is what we do. Sunday, going to go to church. No, with that your heart is connected to it. Amen? We're going to church. We get to go to church. We want to worship God. Amen? But he says, listen, continue with the Lord. Continue with the Lord. And I can promise you this. Listen, God's going to continue with you. But the question is whether or not we'll continue with him. Let's continue with him. But listen, let me tell you something. It is not about willpower. Hence, all of the gyms that will be packed for the next three weeks, and then all the gyms that will be empty by March. Why? Because we need more than willpower. Right? We need more than willpower or, or religious duty or guilt. No, that we... What he says right here, that we continue with the Lord, but we do it with purpose of heart. Amen? God loves you. And, and the things that he wants to continue to instruct and develop and grow in you is because he keeps seeing your life can be better than it is right now. And next year, he's going to come by and go, it can still be better yet. You go, well, man, I, I'm paying my bills. Yes, I know. And it can be better yet. You can help pay somebody else's bills. And then you can have enough to take care of your kids going to college. Blessed be his holy name. Hallelujah. Holy smokes. That was pretty crazy. My daughter just started college this year. Man, it's like, it's like buying another house or something. Like every five months. It's like, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. You ever heard of community college kid? Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm totally blessed and totally blessed that she's getting a good education. Nevertheless, it still is a little sobering to go, huh, okay, great, and we have eight more of those coming. <laughs> You're not going to grad school. No, just kidding. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look over in Acts chapter 14. Everybody doing all right? I'm almost done. You said, I don't even know you got started. Yep, I did. Acts 14, verse 22. Uh, I'll start verse 21. And when they had preached the gospel in that city... And made many disciples. They returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. I love this, when, especially with Paul's missionary journey. He would go to cities, plant a work, and then go to another city, go to another city. But then I love this. Then he would go back to those first ones. Let's, and he'd check in and say, let's find out how they're doing. And he'd make some adjustments, maybe a little bit here and there, but then he would just encourage the believers. Look at what he says in verse 22. Strengthening the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith 
And, and notice this, and saying we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Listen, it's not always going to be swimming downstream. Sometimes it gets hard. Amen. But listen, that's not a discouraging word because how many of you have already figured out that sometimes it gets hard? Anybody had one of those days or weeks or months or years? But this way, when we hit those times, we don't go, oh, what did I do wrong with Rogers? No, you go, okay, well, Jesus told me this was going to happen. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And we're ready. Now, especially when it comes to, to, the, to the willpower issue, let me just encourage, let's see. Would you help me, man? And would you help me real quick? And you guys... I, you know, I don't know if you're like world-class athletes or anything, but you guys look like you're fairly fit. You can probably, yeah, there you go. Don't hurt me. Okay, so here's what I'd like you to do. Um, without like hurting yourself or hurting anybody else, um, I know this sounds kind of funny. I want you to run around the room. Not right now. I'll explain, okay? But I want you to go like, sister, wave your hand there. Yeah. So like where she is, I want you to make a left. All right, then kind of run to the back, run across the back, and we'll say all the way back by that little box of, probably fire extinguishers or something. And then just come up this diagonal. Don't hit the camera or the camera operator. God bless you. Thanks for your help tonight. And then come back up here, okay? So, so here's what we'll do. I'll, I'll have you, know, you run first. No, you go first. And then, and then when you're done, then you go. Okay, so just one at a time. And you guys, listen, it's no fun to run by yourself just being watched. So let's cheer them on, okay? Now here's the thing is I don't want you to hurt yourself, okay? But I don't want you to just jog. Okay, I want, you to, I want you to get after it. Okay, now again, don't, don't hurt anybody. Crazy. Yeah, get the hair because you got an aerodynamic. All right. <clears throat> you need to take your jacket off. Right, yeah. All right, now I'm feeling it. Come on. All right. Okay, so, uh, so you feeling good about this? All right, I mean, you guys have, you know, definitely better shoes than what I would have to do this, all right? So, uh, okay, so you, you just tell me when you're ready, whatever you got to do. And what we'll do is you come around, I'll have my hand out, you just run by and slap my hand. Okay, so you don't have to come up here and stop right here. You can run through, all right, just like a good finish line. You, did you run track or, I mean, you, you okay, good. All right, so we're ready. Let, let's make sure everybody's clear here. I don't want anybody getting run over and look out for cords and stuff. Don't, okay, you got it. All right, you ready? Wait, what's your name? Eric. All right. Eric Little was, that's awesome. He's one of my heroes. Okay, you ready? Okay, on your mark. Set. Go! There we go. Oh, yeah! We got some running music, baby! Go, 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 go! Head down! Run, 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 run! I need go, 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 go! Come on! Yes, yes! All right, look out. Here it comes. Come on! You can run faster than that. Come on! Yeah, go, go, go! Finish strong! Home stretch! And... Woo! Beautiful. All right. Are you ready? Thanks for the music. That's awesome. I like running music. Are you good with that? So you got the main idea. It's not terribly complicated, right? Yep. All right. We good? Can we help him out? All right. New mark. Set. Go. Go fast. Go fast. Yes. Yes. Put those arms. Put those arms. Go, 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 go. Go all the way across the back. Coming around the back side. We got number 42 in the white. Makes the corner, avoids the camera, ducks, corner, turn, big sprint to the finish, whammo! I love it! It's awesome. All right, 
Now we're going to do it again. You guys are warmed up, kind of loose. Come back up here. You're going to take your jacket off. All right. I, I, I want to change the dynamics of this just a little bit, though, okay? Let me have two more guys. Would you help me out? And, and George, just come on, man. See, George. All right. All right. And um, you four ladies, would you help me out, too? Okay, I felt like some of the girls just looked at me like I just grieved the Holy Ghost. Okay? But here's the thing is, uh, have, it, have you guys ever done what we call an amoeba race? No? Okay, well, welcome. All right, so what we'll do is we'll do boy, girl, boy, girl. All right? And then you guys have to hold hands. Okay? Just pancakes, no waffles. Okay? And um, hey, I've got teenagers, okay? Back off. Okay? So, so uh, and then what we'll do is, is we'll, we'll make a, a ring of, of the eight of you, okay? And then I want you to do the same run, but you can't, you can't have a break. You can't let go of each other, okay? Y'all, are we good? Are we English? Okay, okay. So, so you guys figure out however you want to, you know, set it up, okay? So this will kind of be our starting line and finish line. So, boy, girl, boy, girl, get, get in a circle, hold hands. Yeah, that's, that's the main idea. So, there we go. And so, it's going to be a circle. So, you know, uh, you guys can figure out how you want to figure out, like, is somebody running backwards or do you, some people turn around or whatever you want to do. Yep. Yep. Um, you, can, you can kind of configure your circle any way you'd like, but it, it still needs to be a circle. So no, no empty hands, right? Will the circle be unbroken as the old spiritual? Okay, so now just be aware, just, just as, a, as a thought here, those are open toes. So, yep, so, so be aware. She would probably prefer that you not step on those. Now, you and the boots, you can take out everybody you want, so you're good. Okay, so um, let's see. So my, my two guys that ran last... Yeah, and so does this feel different than what you just did? Yes, well, you feel hands good. But, I mean, it's kind of like you're, you're planning for this. Are you, are you thinking kind of strategically that this may be a little bit different than what you just did? Good. That'll, that'll be helpful for everybody's safety. Okay, so here's the thing. If there is a break, stop. Okay, reset, get hands reset, and then take off. So, so no breaks. Everybody good? We're going to need some music to help us. Yeah, we can get a countdown how high we need to start. Like three, 25, okay, 25 minus 22 is three. Everybody ready? Everybody good? Okay, you trust me? Some? Okay. You may not forget it, though. All right, that's kind of the idea. All right. Three, two, one, go. So wait, everybody just stay right here.
So, for the, for the longest time, when I thought about Hebrews 12, when it says, you know, run your race with patience and those kinds of things, I, I always thought of the first version with, with you know, solo runners. And, and in my mind, there was this, this spiritual tape, you know, that I would break and Jesus would cheer and all the angels and I don't know. Um, but, but really, the more that I look at the Bible, you know, the Bible, um, I, I really believe that this picture is a lot more of a biblical yeah. picture of what it means to run our race with patience. Yeah. Because here's the thing is, 50 years from now, if I finish my race by myself, I have failed. Yeah. Now, yes, listen, it, can we just get past the fact that we're going to heaven? Yeah. That it's not about us anymore? I, I, I got the ticket. I'm in. He's building my mansion. I'm good. You with me? Are you with me? If that's not you tonight, if you go, I don't know if I'm going to heaven, we'll fix that in just a few minutes, okay? We'll take care of that tonight. But listen, the, the, the highest quality is, is what, what was the, the first commandment? The greatest commandment was what? To love, the Lord God. To love God and love others. And Jane, or I think John would even say in, in 1 John, he would say, to love God by loving others. In other words, I can't say, oh, I love God. I don't like you, but I love God. And John would go, liar. Right? I, actually, that's exactly what he says. All right? So that I, I show, I can prove that I really do love God in how I relate to to you guys and to my kids and my wife and my neighbors and you with me and and when i when i run my race with patience i and 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 finish with joy and all that i yeah i want to do that but if i'm going to really finish with joy i want to finish with a mob are you with me? I, I want to I finish with so many people that it's like one of those Where's Waldo books that you can't even find me in the crowd. Right? How about, how about Revelation 5 and Revelation 7 where it describes an innumerable company that you cross the finish line and go, ah, he's in there somewhere. And we only know that because God said he's in there. We, we don't know where he is, but he's in there. Amen? But now here's the thing is all of a sudden when I'm running with others, it's, it's actually not just about speed. And, and I apologize. I probably should have talked to you about that before because you really did preach a good little nugget there about speed. And, and I'm not taking anything away from that. This is great. This is great. Okay. But I love there's, a, there's an old African proverb, not a Bible proverb, but it still is a, a truthful statement. And it says this, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And this is this when we talk about continuing and and that that you know we pass each other in the airport 35 years from now, and I go, check this out, I'm a grandfather. How about that? And you go, yeah, well, here's here's my here's the here's here's this legacy of faith in my family, and here's here's what you know, and it's and we're still walking with God. I want to go far, not just fast. Are you with me? 
But listen, all of a sudden, it's not just about my own personal speed. Uh, how many of you, when, when we did this big collective run, how many of you felt like if you were by yourself, you could have gone faster? Right? Now, now, realistically, the answer would be probably everybody but one. But as soon as it becomes a, what we call an amoeba race or a body exercise, now all of a sudden, you know, the chain is only as strong as the weakest link. But now all of a sudden, there's something called care. And I'm paying attention to make sure, you okay? Bare feet, were you bare feet? Yeah, so I'm checking on your bare feet. I'm checking on, you know, whoever, whatever's going on. And all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, there are tons of other scriptures that are popping to mind about our care for one another. So it's not just about, you know, yeah, you should have seen how loud I prayed last night. That's awesome. Good for you. Hey, um, how are you doing? Did, did, did you spend some time with God? Well, a little bit. It, it wasn't very loud or long, but oh, that's all right, man. Good. I mean, did you pray last week? Well, no. So look at that. That's improvement, right? And, then, and what about tomorrow? You think you're going to have some time to pray tomorrow? Yeah, that's awesome. So it's not just about me. It's about, man, I'm, I'm taking other people into consideration. But can I tell you something? If, if, if we are really thinking long-term and thinking about continuing, I, I, I'm telling you, you need to be thinking this way about your walk with God or running your race, you need to have some running partners. You need to have some people, because listen, you're going to hit times where you go, I don't want to do this. I don't want to pray anymore. I don't want to read the Bible. I don't even know if I want to serve God. I mean, I've had wonder, one of the most awesome, evangelistically anointed young guys that came with me on one of my missions trips. This guy, we were late for everything because he would not stop witnessing to everything that moved. I mean, every time, John, get on the bus. I'm sorry, dude, I was just passing out a few more tracks. And then this one guy in the restaurant, man, I was, he, I just, he just got saved. It only took like 28 seconds. That's my fastest ever, you know? And I mean, he led so many people to the Lord. It was awesome. But at the end of the trip, after just two months, we're sitting around and we're debriefing and talking about stuff. And he goes, well, you know what? Um, I don't know, man. The last couple of days, I just, it's been really tough. I, I don't know if I believe in Jesus. And, you know, I mean, only because I like your equipment, I would normally drop the mic right there. I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you just, what? What did you say, Billy Graham? Are you with me? And, 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 and listen, guy, again, I'm not old enough to know all the testimonies that I know. I mean, 11 years of doing Bible schools, of people who are crazy committed to God. And if I, if I read you everybody's bio right now, you'd think I was like, you know, running a Bible study in the prison yard or something. Let alone the guys that I went to college with and people that I went to Bible school with. And again... You go, well, yeah, but you're really old. Ah, uh, yeah, you're going to be here faster than you think, boss. And, but, but listen, I, I, I want us to keep running together. But listen, it's, it's really easy for one of us to fail alone. But it is really hard to fail and to give up and to quit and to throw in the towel when you're connected to other people. And listen, not just connected like, hey, dude, you... What section are you sitting in? Okay, maybe we could go a little deeper than that. And listen, I know, 
I know we're, you know what, I'll let you guys sit down. I'm, I'm sorry, you guys are just, it's all the eye candy, you know. <laughs> Gives you guys all something to look at other than me, so. Um, but I find it amazing. Listen, Jesus said, remember when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? I'm wrapping up here. I, I say that often. doesn't really mean anything. Um, <laughs> I love the little kid, you know. He's sitting with his, with his mom in church. And, and she says, or, or the little kid says, Mommy, what does it mean when the preacher says, and in closing? The mom leans over and says, not a thing. <laughs> and so, but, but listen, Jesus himself, when, when he gets into the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. He's under crazy strain. Now, I know, I know the whole plan of redemption is hanging in the balance, but you want to know some, there are times where you and I, it's not the whole plan of redemption, but sometimes there's a lot of life hanging on some things. Last year, oh my gracious, everything was so cool when I was with you guys. And two weeks later, oh man, things went bonkers. My mother's dying in the hospital. Uh, we got no will. We got no, nobody can figure out anything that's going on. Um, we're trying to move from Tulsa to Colorado uh, the, the kids and my daughter's college stuff. And I mean, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Where'd all those happy feelings go from, from Vancouver? Everything was so cool two weeks ago. And it is so not cool right now. It still is January. We didn't even get to February. But listen, it's amazing. Jesus himself, everybody say Jesus. Jesus can just go, okay, great. No more stress, right? No! Jesus said to his disciples, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. And then he grabs his guys and said, pray with me. Wow. Now, wait a minute. This is Jesus talking to the Father. What's the deal? How hard is that? But you got to remember, Jesus was fully human. And he, and he didn't just say, you know, guys, pray with me. And then he just went over and, you know, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And, you know, there's Abraham and Elijah and Moses. And, you know, he's walking on the water and doing all this cool stuff and comes back. No, no, Jesus is pouring out his soul before God to the point of sweating drops of blood. And then he needs his guys so badly, he comes back and checks and goes, Oh my gosh, you guys are asleep. I, seriously, wake up and pray with me. I need you. Now listen, are you kidding me? If Jesus Christ, the Son of God, after 33 perfect, sinless years, needed to pull on Peter, James, and John that much, are you and I thinking we're just going to, ah, I'm good, man, solo ride here, baby. See you at the rapture. Right. You ain't going to be there, Jack. Oh, that's so harsh. Well, get over it. I'm serious. Get some running buddies. Get some people that, that they don't, ju not just your high five buddies. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, hallelujah. You know, I read 38 chapters yesterday and prayed for 17 hours straight. I had, I had one buddy. He was, man... Thank God he made it. He's doing great now. But there was a season, man, he was really, really, really struggling. Depression, suicidal, drugs, all kinds of stuff. And, and at the time, I was an associate pastor. And I said, look, dude, you know, the most common time I see you is Sunday morning when you walk in, okay? And it, it may not be the best time 
in the lobby for me to go, dude, are you high? So I said, I'm, I don't want to, you know, embarrass you in that, it, you, know, we're, you know, we're all doing the Sunday morning deal. But I said, when I see you in church and I look you in the eye and I go, hey man, how you doing? I said, when I say, how you doing? What I mean is, <laughs> what I mean is all of this other stuff. And if you say, uh, I'm okay, why don't you check with, you know, maybe call me this afternoon. What that means is, dude, I had a crazy night last night. I don't even know where I am right now. And I can tell you, there were some times where I'm like, hey, how you doing? He's like, oh, talk to you this afternoon. I'm like, all right, dude, all right. And then, I, man, I'm calling him. How you doing? I've got, I've got friends for me that I send them a text, ask me how I'm doing. And they already know what that means. Not so good. This is not about, I'm so cool, I'm so awesome, I, I have iron willpower. None of our willpower is strong enough. None of us. Nobody is. But you want to know something? You go, no, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek God, man, 21 days. Man, I'm going to get a hold of the grace of God. That's awesome. I know you will. But you want to know something? Some of the grace of God that you need is sitting next to you right now. The Bible says that we are, the body of Christ, that we are stewards of the grace of God for one another. In other words, there are things that God has put in me just for you. And you kind of go, well, yeah, dude, you're the preacher. Look in your hand, that's a microphone, I get it. No, 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 but here's the other side. God has put things that I need in you. And, now listen to me, if the only thing I do is go to my prayer closet all by myself, I am missing the supply that God has, has connected me with, other brothers and sisters in Christ, and if I stay shut off from them, and they go, dude, how you doing, man? And you go, I'm, uh, I'm thinking to myself, terrible, but I'm also kind of going, oh, that's not very cool, so uh, I'm good, dude, uh, yeah, man, how are you? You know what I'm doing? I'm just closing. I'm, it's like turning off the valve because the grace of God was about to flow and help me. And I went, no, no, because doesn't the Bible say that he gives grace to the, to the humble? So when somebody goes, hey, man, listen, man, I've just been thinking about you, bro. Are you, you've been doing all right? And you go, well, let's see. Pride goes, man, I'm good. It's, it's, all, it's all good. Whatever. Right? Come on, guys. Men, gentlemen, male, okay? We are not super good at going, I could use some help. We're not so good. How many of you guys like to stop and ask for directions? None, nobody, right? How many of you know we need to, right? Because we lose our way. And GPS puts you out in the desert in Nevada somewhere. And you want to, here's what's so crazy is, is just look at the people around you. Now, now, I mean, like you can turn your head, use your eyes, look at the people around you. I want you to see what Jesus looks like in your life. Are you with me? My, my prayer for you is, is that this would, yes, this would be a year that you would continue, 
Continue to walk with God. Don't give up. Don't back off. Don't cool off. Don't calm down. Okay? But at, at the same time, I would also say this. Build your running team. And, and now listen. Do it intentionally. Do it on purpose. Today is the 7th or 8th? 7th? Okay. So within one week, you identify one person. Within the next two weeks, identify a second person. Within the next three weeks, identify a third person. Listen, by the time we hit something around spring break, you should have about four people in your group. And listen, don't just go, uh, I don't know, one, two, three, four. No, no, no. People that, that you know, people that get you, people that you can trust, people that you know, uh, if I have to you know, share some, some junk, that I can trust them, they're not gonna freak out and post it and, you know what I mean? Some people that are mature, so maybe not like 11-year-olds. Okay, are you with me? But listen, I'm serious. Can you do that by spring break? Can you get four people and you tell them, listen, I, I need you to check in on me regularly. Now, not daily, unless, unless things are really hemorrhaging, okay? Then you might need daily. I've got guys sometimes where I go, listen, the next week, if it, if, if it doesn't bother you, and actually even if it does, I'm going to check in with you every evening, okay? Because, man, it's, I, just, I feel like everything's coming apart. So I'm going to check in with you every day, okay? They're like, that's cool, man. I'm with you. I'm for you. Right? And, and here's what's amazing is the devil lies to us. Our flesh freaks out. And, and we think to ourselves, if I'm open and vulnerable with somebody and I go, you know, I, yeah, this was about the best I could do tonight, but there's another side of me that's kind of a mess. And we all have some of that, right? Some, some parts where the eggs aren't finished cooking. Don't eat them yet. You, mean, you know what I'm saying? And we go, yeah, there, there's some parts that God's still working in my life. Some things are okay, but some stuff, it's just a crazy mess. And, and, and the devil lies to us and says, if you do that, people will reject you, people will push you away, and people will think less of you. And you know what? The exact opposite is true. That people will people think more of you. Even, even neuroscience is showing now the brain goes bonkers. The brain lights up when people are vulnerable and say, you know what? Um, I really need you. I, I've got some needs in my life, and, and would, could, could I count on you to be there for me? That his brain lights up with that kind of, not, and it's, it's the kind of, of neuroscience that shows that it actually is a connecting force. It's not a repelling force. And can you see where the devil has been lying to us? Oh, I've got a mess. I'll just go hide, you know, Adam and Eve go hide behind the bush. We'll, you know, we'll pull away from God. They start pulling away from each other. And it's exactly what the devil wants. And the opposite is so true. He says, confess your faults to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer, 21 days of fasting, it's awesome. But listen, the, the, the context of the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous that makes tremendous power available, dynamic, and is working are these kinds of conversations when we share stuff that's not like, hey, let me tell you a big headline. Let me show you my trophy. It's kind of not that moment. Come on now. 
And, and, and please, please believe me, I can tell you, I, I've tried it. I tried a good 25 or 30 years of doing it on my own. I got this. I love Jesus. I don't need that. Just me and Jesus. That's all I need. It's for all the junior hires. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. You can fake it. I don't, I don't want to fake it. I think some of you are tired of faking it. Amen. Can, you want to, here's the awesome thing. God already knows. And God is so for you, it's insane. Right? God is not pulling away. And, and listen, you need to trust. Let me ask you something. How would you feel if one of your friends said, Dude, would you just would you just take a minute and pray for me? Would, would you be like, oh, dude, man, what are you, are you a leper or something? Don't don't get near me. You're kind of no. You'd be like, oh, I mean, wouldn't you feel? I mean, you feel kind of honored by that. Somebody would trust you with that, and 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 you feel you really feel even more connected to them. Well, then why do you think that everybody's going to treat you differently? And listen, I know it's scary. Good God, it's scary. I totally get that. But I also know this, it is so worth it. And I would say this too, you don't want to be haphazard and just kind of, you know, scroll through some social media thing, you know, this person. Okay, they're number one, two, oh, there's no, no, think about it pray about it. Sometimes even kind of test the waters a little bit. I had one guy, we went and got coffee and we started talking a little bit and I started kind of just opening up just a little bit and I could tell he was kind of like, yeah, no, I don't, no, that's kind of not my deal. And I was like, well, that's cool. You know, we can just have news, weather, and sports friendship. That's fine. Are you with me? But what I needed, I needed more than that. So, but that's okay. I'm, I'm happy that we can be news, weather, and sports. And, and that's good. But I, so then I just kind of checked a couple other people and went, then I found somebody else. I said, you know, how would you? And this guy was like, oh man, no, I totally get that. Yeah, and, and I mean, all of a sudden, man, he just lit up and I was like, okay. And then you go, all right, I got another running buddy. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Let me finish with this. And I actually possibly mean that this time. Well, not, not even a chuckle. Wow. I think I had one silent smile. Wow. Um, over in um, 2 Timothy, uh, this, this is where I just want to look at a couple scriptures. Uh, I'm sorry, this one scripture, but it, it gives us an illustration of continuing and not continuing. So this is, this is Paul talking to Timothy at the end of his life, and he says in verse number 10, this is heartbreaking, man. This is a hard scripture to read. Now, again, this is the Apostle Paul. Wouldn't you think that if you're in, in a personal relationship with the Apostle Paul, don't you think you'd make it? Don't you think your spiritual walk would be like awesome? Come on, just work with me. Wouldn't you think that if one of your close personal friends is the Apostle Paul, don't you think your spiritual walk would be pretty awesome? Okay, whatever. Verse 10. 
He says this, for Demas, that was one of Paul's ministry team members, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Demas has forsaken me because he loved the world. I don't know about you, man, that's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking, that's sobering. That, you know, you kind of go, well, you know, if I had like a really spiritual friend, I know I would make it. Demas had a pretty decent spiritual friend. I don't know, he's only over there writing half the New Testament or whatever. Are you with me? But then notice this in verse number 11, the very next verse, what a contrast. The next verse he says, only Luke is with me. And notice the next phrase, he says, get Mark and bring him with you for he is useful to me for ministry. Now Mark here is the same guy from Acts chapter 13 and 14, Paul's first missionary journey. It's uh, Paul and Barnabas. And then Barnabas says, hey Paul, would you mind my nephew is really interested in ministry. I think he'd be a real blessing for us. His name's John Mark. And Paul goes, I'm good with that, bring him along. I think we could use some extra help, right? And then we don't know exactly what happens, but somewhere about halfway through that first missionary journey, I think it's in chapter 14, all we know is it says, Mark departed. Modern vernacular, he quit. Now, fast forward, Acts chapter, end of 15, um, they finish their first missionary journey. They're reporting back to the church at Antioch. Everything's excited. And Paul starts getting this itch. You know what, dude, we need to get back out there. I wanna go plant some more churches. I wanna go visit the ones we've already been with. Let's, let's, let's get this, let's, you know, let's crank it up again. Let's do it again. And Barnabas goes, dude, I am in, let's go. And, he, and, and Barnabas says, great, I'll call my nephew, John Mark. And uh, Paul goes, oh, hang on. No, no, you're not. I'm, if, if I, he's not coming with us. And Barnabas goes, no, no, listen, he's all right. I know he quit. It, it'll be okay. And Paul goes, no, it's not okay. He quit. We're not taking him. Now, listen, Paul and Barnabas were close friends. And they finally said, you know what? Listen, this is a deal breaker. Paul goes, he's not coming. Do you understand? And Barnabas goes, he is coming. Do you understand? It's a little uncomfortable in the room right now. And they go, you know what? Here's what we'll do. Paul says, I'm going to take a trip and I'll take Silas. And, and then Barnabas, if you want to go on a trip with John Mark, go ahead. And really they, they split ways. Everybody kept loving Jesus, but they weren't working together anymore. Are you with me? It was kind of a big deal in the book of Acts. That, that change was a very big deal. Now, the guy who's writing the book of Acts, that's Luke, he's with uh, Paul. So we don't really hear any more about Barnabas. We don't hear any more about John Mark. They just kind of disappear as far as the book of Acts goes. Except, all of a sudden you start reading in the book of 1 Peter and 2 Peter, and Peter starts talking about somebody who's like a son in the faith to him, very much like the way Paul talked about Timothy. Peter is talking about this guy named Mark, John Mark. And it's, in, it's interesting when they, when they ended up separating from Paul, somewhere along the line, God got them connected with Peter. And all of a sudden, Peter started mentoring and helping. And, and the next thing you know, <laughs> here's another awesome one. I love this. Barnabas, his uncle, 
the, the name Barnabas, of course, names in the Bible are always very significant, but the name Barnabas actually means son of encouragement. How many of you could use a Barnabas, an Uncle Barnabas? Can I, can I tell you the best way for God to bring an Uncle Barnabas into your life is commit to be one. That you find somebody else and go, you know what, look, I'm just, I'm just not gonna give up on you. Like this buddy of mine that was struggling with drugs and suicide and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, listen, dude, I don't care how messy it gets. I'm just not gonna quit on you. And he's like, all right. So, I mean, I, I visited him at his house when the police were there and there's a shotgun and it was a little crazy. I visited him in mental hospitals. I visited him in the middle of the night when he tried to, you know, crash his car into a bridge and you just keep going, look, dude, I don't know, but I'm telling you, you're going to make it. Okay. You're going to make it. We're going to, we're going to see God's victory in your life. And I, listen, I wish, I wish there was an easy version. I wish that there wasn't all that pain and suffering. It was a mess and I'm sorry, but you know what? It's not a mess now. He married an awesome girl and they're doing so good and they're loving Jesus and now he's steady as a rock. You wouldn't even know who I'm talking about now. You wouldn't even know. Oh, and by the way, I'm just curious. Have, have you ever read the gospel of Mark? Yeah, it's written by the former quitter. Because he kept hanging out with Peter and Peter kept telling him all these awesome stories about Jesus. And he goes, you know, I probably ought to write that down. That's really good stuff. So listen, you may say tonight, look, I've already made a mess, but it's not over yet. You may say, I've already quit. I've already backslid. I've already made crazy mistakes. Well, get back up. It's not over yet. It is not a, this is not about flawless Christianity. Jesus is the only one that's going to hit the perfection button. All the rest of us are in the same boat. Did you hear me? Amen. So I don't know about you. I don't, I don't want to be Demas. I want to be in that, in that group with John Mark and Barnabas. And you know what? Maybe when we cross the finish line, maybe we've got a couple scars Maybe we have a couple band-aids. Maybe we lost a shoe. Are you with me? But we made it. It may not be pretty. It may not be perfect. It, 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 that's all right. But let's finish and let's finish together. Amen? Let's continue. You got, you got, the, you got the seed. Now let's just keep watering it. Amen? And, and it is, yes, it is about you, but let's, let's also be aware of people around us and build your team. Will you do that? Listen, if you don't get anything else out of this tonight, will you build a team of people around you? I can tell you this, it is, I, I know it's awkward to do that. I, it feels weird and all this other kind of stuff, but I can tell you this, the fruit of it the result of it, all of a sudden, man, your, your insides just open up and, and life is good, even, even if it still is a little messy, but you know you've got other people with you and you're, and you're working with them in their mess and they're working with you in your mess and you're making real progress and you're not wearing out your dedicator button and your rededicator button and I'll try harder button. 
This is the kingdom of God, not Avis car rental. Avis, their motto is try harder. We try harder. Can I tell you something? The kingdom of God is not about trying harder. That is the quickest way to fail. If you don't believe me, go go manage a gym and watch everybody die at the end of January. You show up on Monday, all the treadmills are full this week. Just wait 30 days. You get any treadmill you want. Why? Because willpower is not enough.